Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. One more time. And Jesus, Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he went his way. Maybe some of you have heard this, but there was a man. He wasn't paying attention. He fell over. He was doing some sightseeing in Hawaii. And there was a beautiful cliff. And he was getting close and, you know, taking pictures. And he he began to stumble. And he fell over the side of the cliff. Well, because he didn't want to die, he began to grab for things. And he grabbed a couple of roots that were just extended out over the cliff. And uh, he began to pray. Because he couldn't get back up. And he looked down, and it was hundreds of feet down onto a rocky cliff face in a rocky shore. And he looked up, and he couldn't lift himself back up. He hadn't been doing his pull-ups. It's funny. I put up a pull-up bar where I live. Used it once. Because I had surgery. And they said, you can't do pull-ups for like two months. Like, it's, it's sick, right? But anyway, so... He hadn't been doing his pull-ups. Maybe he just had surgery. And uh, so he's just holding on for dear life, and he begins to pray. He said... Is there anyone up there? And he hears a voice, you know, that booming voice of God. And he said, who is that? He said, it's the Lord. He said, Lord, help me. I fell over. I, I, help me. I, I, need, I need you to help me. And the Lord said, okay, I'll help you. Will you believe my word? He said, I believe you, Lord. I believe. He said, just let go and I'll catch you. The man said, is there anyone else up there? <laughs> But isn't that the way that it is in our life? Sometimes it just seems like we get paralyzed by fear. and We don't want to make a move. And we, we cry out to God and, and God says, I'm here. And then, but God, what does he say? He tells us to do something. And, you know, because that's, that's really, if you read the word of God, Jesus said, he said, he said, follow me. He said, when you follow me, I'll do something. But it's predicated on you following me. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. But you see that in this case, I'm going to get the cord. Don't really use it, but today I will. There we go. Ah, Freedom. I'd like to preach in the thought of a message. Faith moves. Faith moves. And the first thing I'd like to look at is this this nobleman. The Bible says that in an introduction to our, our Bible text, It says that Jesus came into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. So you've got Galilee and then you've got Capernaum, which are about 15 to 20 miles apart. Okay, so I don't know what's, you know, 20 miles to somewhere from here, but you can picture that 20 miles to from from where we're preaching right now. Uh, The Bible says that. When he had heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him. So he left Capernaum, and word travels fast, right? But he went to Capernaum, from Capernaum to where Jesus was in Galilee. And the Bible said, and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So the first thing that faith moves, faith moves us to Jesus. 
You know that when we face problems, we can handle them ourselves. What do we do? We handle them. We handle them with our knowledge. We handle them with our, uh, our wallet. We handle the problems. It's no big deal. But what about when you get a problem that you can't handle? What about when you get a problem and you say, I, I can't afford this? And uh, what about when you get a problem where I, I can't figure this out? My knowledge base, I don't know what to do. Well, you see, faith isn't based on feelings, right? The first bedrock of faith is it is based on knowledge. You know that when you have someone who hasn't heard of Jesus, how can you believe in him if you haven't heard of him? But you see, this nobleman, no doubt, had heard of Jesus. Jesus had preceded himself and said he came uh, out of uh, Cana, into Cana of Galilee where he had made the water Wine. Jesus had already done a miracle and it, that far and wide he began to uh, spread like that woman with the issue of blood and said, when she had heard of Jesus. Not the name of Jesus, but that Jesus not only was the Messiah, but Jesus, he commits miracles unto men. And maybe if you're a little bit light in the pocket, Jesus does not charge for his services. Jesus, you know, it's been said that you know, the doctor bills you, but Jesus heals you. But you know that I'm thankful for doctors and I'm thankful for what they do. But there is something about Jesus. And this man, no doubt, had been to the doctors. If he was a nobleman, he had money for the best care that was available. But that, no doubt, hadn't stopped his son from getting to the point of death. And so the Bible said he left his home. He left his wife. He even left his son. And he was, no doubt, hurrying that 15 to 20 miles to get to Jesus. I like the intro. That's no, that's a blessing. That's just like, I should have had a climactic point right there. And that would have been awesome. <laughs> well, he got to Jesus. But you see, faith starts with knowledge. It was because he believed that Jesus could do something. I don't believe any of us will move to Jesus if we don't think Jesus can do something. But when you realize that Jesus, see, all of, uh, uh, all of my hope rests in something that Jesus did on the cross. That's all of my hope in my life. You say, oh, preacher, that's so complicated. No, life is complicated. Politicians are complicated. You know what? We're coming into politics season. You know what politicians do? They divide us and they instill fear in us. If you don't vote for me, the country will fall apart. Liar! It's because of you that the country's in a mess. And it's my fault because I put you in office. <laughs> but you know what? Jesus Christ doesn't instill fear in us. He instills faith. He doesn't say, come to me or else. He said, he said, come to me, I'm meek and I'm lowly of heart. He said, I will give you rest for your souls. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, the, the last part of the verse, it says, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse his son, cleanseth us from all sin. You see that we need to know what John says in 1 John, but we also need to believe that the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, that is the solution to the source of all my problems because the source of all my problems is not a politician. The source of my problems is me. I need to know, and someone wrote, uh, I forget the name of this gentleman back in England. He was an atheist, but he became a Christian. And someone wrote in an editorial, what's the problem with the world. You know, it's always people are wondering what the problem's with. 
And he wrote back in an editorial, he said, I am. And you know what? That's the problem with the world. The problem with the world is not someone else. The problem with the world is me. And you see, I realized that when I came to Jesus Christ, that if I'm the problem, someone needs to take care of me. And you know what? Jesus' blood on the cross solves all of my problems because it solves all of my sin. And the Bible says that the blood of Jesus will not cleanse me of 98. You know, have you ever used a Lysol can? Well, it kills all the viruses, preacher. No, it doesn't. Read the can. (laughs) 99.9. There's more viruses in the world than there is like sand on the seashore, okay? So there's a lot of viruses that that Lysol doesn't kill. But Jesus eradicates 100% of sin. Jesus Christ can take away all of your sin. If you want confidence today, it starts by moving to Jesus. He knew that when no one else could heal his son, there was still a possibility. There was still one man, and his name was Jesus. So faith moved him to where no one else could help him. And that's really why I came to church. I came to church because no one else could help me with my sin, but Jesus could. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Someone said if you show up to work on time and you work eight hours a day faithfully, you know, you're a good man, you're a good woman, you show up, you work, you work, you work, eight hours a day faithfully, right? Someday you'll get to be the boss, you'll get promoted. And then you'll get to work 12 hours a day. But you know, a lot of people, they, they translate that work that we do down here with what we need to do up there. But that's not what faith says. Faith, the Bible says, speaketh on this wise. This is the way that faith speaks. It says, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Why? That's a work. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh or near you, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And this is what you preach and you hear preached. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. What righteousness is there? It's not your righteousness. It's not what you've done. It's what Jesus has done. And faith is like that phone receiver. Faith is what God chose as a connection between you and God. Not your works, not your money, not your righteousness, but what Jesus did on the cross connects us to him. We through believing what Jesus did. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. It's a preacher, but that's too, that's, no, that's a movement to Jesus. The Bible said, for with the heart, now this is where you have to believe with the heart. Because God's going to ask you to move once you get saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Jesus said, go your way. First of all, he said, he tried him a little bit. He said, except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. You're just here to see fireworks. And he said, come down before my son dies. Ear my son dies. Just come. I don't know what to say, but he had just enough faith. And really, that's all that God needs when we come to him is just enough faith that God, I can't figure it out. You do something in my life. And you know what Jesus said? It satisfied Jesus. The next thing faith does is God will give, like I told you, God will give you something to do. You get saved, God will say, 
go do something. As soon as Paul got saved, God said, go to this house in the street called Straight. And there's going to be a man there named Ananias. But you know what? God is going to give you something to do. You know when Paul got saved, you know what he said? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? You know, that's what a baby's first words are. Mama. Mama. You know why it's not dada? Well, they've done, I don't know either. But I've read some. It's because when babies breastfeed, what sound do they make? So the first... It's true. It's true. So the first words they form are, and if you look at a lot of different languages, the word for mother starts with an M in different languages. Why? Because all babies make that sound and then mama. I think that's all right because, you know, when Mariana was young, she used to call me Cinco because his name is Cito. And she used to call her brother, you know, so she had all those things mixed up. (laughs) But you know that mom is at that first word, right? And you're waiting for that first word. Now, my daughter told me she hated me first. And when she was like, she goes, I hate you. And I was like, oh, I get to be first. That didn't offend you? No, my dad. She doesn't have license to offend me. Anyway, or hurt my feelings. But anyway. As soon as Jesus does something in your life, he's going to tell you to do something. You know what he told this man? Go thy way. This is our text. See, faith moves us to Jesus, but faith doesn't stop there. Faith moves your life. He moves you. Amen. And a lot of us, you might be scared. You don't know how things are going to work out. And said, preacher, let me tell you, the Bible says this. He said, go thy way. Well, look, thy son liveth. There's no FaceTime. He can't FaceTime, okay? He has to believe God. Faith cometh by hearing, right? And hearing by the word of God, right? Amen. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. Huh. He just believed it. And it said, and he went his way. Now, brethren, sometimes we can't figure out God. And God doesn't expect us to figure him out. He doesn't want us to figure him out. What he wants us to do is obey him. When he says go, go. You ask a prayer, God says, okay. I answered your prayer, go. I remember when I came to Jacksonville, it was, I, I received the, the uh, confirmation over the pulpit in the church service. I didn't get a letter. It was over, this is in Graham, Washington. Three th- I had a good job. I had a car, my, my apartment rent was like 300 bucks a month, man. It was sweet. And they included the water and the heat, right? It was like an efficiency, it was awesome. It was like I had no bills. I mean, the car was paid for, I was making money, it was easy, I was, you know, going to church. Brother Rick was playing the bass, I don't know, this was, was a long time ago, it was, it, was, it was awesome. And God said, hey, uh, through the preacher, hey, Brother Bigelow's going to Jacksonville. And I'd been here once. When I came through to go to Orlando, but I was like, I, I, I felt sick. And the sister next to me said, brother, her name was Charlie. Brother, you look sick. <laughs> That's because I felt sick. Yes. <laughs> I did. Why? Because I was going into the unknown. Yes. What'd you do? I sold my car. I sold all my stuff. I took suitcases onto the plane. 
Is that when we had to take the suitcase and open it up and take stuff out of it because they were going to charge us? Because when you go over the limit, they'll get you. And I said, nope. And I opened the suitcase and I put on some extra coats and pants or whatever. I'm like, nope, not paying it. So we, we took some suitcases and we came to Jacksonville. So preacher, upon what? Go your way. It's all going to work out. So what did you have? I had nothing. I had a job. I worked there one day. I came here, I stocked sheetrock for one day. It was a good job, but I worked like 12 hours. And I'm like, I can't work this late. I gotta have to take the church. I didn't come here to work. So I went in the next day, Thursday. I'm getting ready to take the church. And I said, I quit. So I came here, staying in a weekly hotel place, no job. Yeah, I was right down the street from here. It's like the weekly hotel down on Wells Road. It's so funny that we're having church here. But anyway... And uh, I took the church that night. What did you have? I had God's word. Brother, that's all that I had. And then a couple years ago, the preacher challenged me. He said, brother, you're not too far from going full time. No one told me that COVID was coming up after that. No one told me that inflation would be there after that. No one told me that my apartment rent would almost double after that. But I said, you know what, sir? God's been dealing with my heart about he who dares wins. And it's a slogan that the SAS or the Special Air Service has. And, that you, and he said, you mean like dare for God? I said, yes, sir. And so <laughs> the next day I walked into my boss's office. <laughs> it's so funny when he's like, <laughs> that was the next day. <laughs> Can I say what you said? Yeah. So I said, I said, sir, I'm giving my two weeks notice. And he said, what brought this on? <laughs> Isn't that what you said? <laughs> Like, what? I mean, was it something that I said? I mean, did my breath, my breath bad? I mean, no, it wasn't any of those things. And I said, I said, I came to be a preacher. I came to be a pastor. And look, uh, I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. But God said, so, so when God lays something on your heart, I'm not saying for you. I'm giving you some, some ideas of what God did in my life. But he said, go your way. He didn't say, go your way, everything's going to fall apart. But he said, go your way in faith, everything's going to work out. All things work together for good. If God leads you, God's not going to lead you into failure. God's going to lead you into victory. And so I don't know what I, why I did that, but you know, all those things came. But guess what? Through COVID, through inflation, through everything else, through getting sick, through all these other things, God's still God and we're still standing. Why? God is good. And you see, faith moves your life. Amen. And so a preacher, but you don't see anything. I don't see anything. But you see, when you take a step in faith, it's because you don't see anything. But God deals with your heart to take a step. The Bible says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's impossible. See, God... It says, he that cometh to God, there's movement, right? When you come to God, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently there do what? Seek him. You see that Jesus, he doesn't want your life to pause. He'll preach it, but I'm so afraid. I got these bills coming up. Are you afraid? I've got some bills. You want them? <laughs> we all have bills. Well, I've got problems in my life. So do I. We all have problems. I just bought a house and I was talking to the lady, the mortgage officer, and a uh, nice lady in Arizona. And uh, I said, if you don't mind, you know, I, can I ask you how old you are? And she, she's the same age pretty much as I am. And uh, I said, well, you were out 
You weren't in the, in the office, you were out. Did you take some good time off? You know, cause they were out of the office. She would not be, it's on her answering machine, will not be available from, and I said, did you get some good time off? And she said, well, I said, you know, I'm a pastor, so people talk to me about stuff. She has leukemia. Through the whole home buying process, she's been facing a blood disease, a blood cancer. And uh, I said, did you lose your hair? And I think she said, no, I'm not gonna lose my hair. She's on uh, chemo, I think. And uh, she said, the doctor said that there's like a 99.9% uh, possibility of recovery. And he said, cancer's bad, but if you have cancer, you want this one, you know? So, and uh, God really dealt with my heart because she's my mortgage officer. She's helping me get the house, but you know what? She's facing the problems of her own. Brethren, everybody that you meet is facing something in their life. Don't think... And don't think unrealistically that you're the only one facing something. Just because someone has a good job or someone is not well-spoken on the phone, don't think that everything's just put together. So what do you do? I prayed for her. I prayed for her that God would touch that her body. And you know what? God still heals cancer. God still, God still heals cancer. God still heals men and women. God healed this man's son. How do you know? He believed Jesus. Amen. God's healed my daughter. God's healed my wife. God's healed me. I've seen God heal people Amen. by faith. But notice, when you believe Jesus, your life can start to move. Amen. Now, we, know, we told you at the beginning, his, his home was 15 to 20 miles away in Capernaum from where he met Jesus. And the Bible, excuse me, said in verse 51, and as he was going down now, so he's going home. His servants met him. So his servants were coming to meet him, find him and give him some news. And told him saying, thy son liveth. And I can now wonder if he looked at them. was like, I already knew that. <laughs> then he inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. He said, when did he start feeling better? And they said unto him, yesterday. At the seventh hour, the fever left him. Now, they did hours different than we do. So the first hour would be around sunrise, around 6 a.m. So the seventh hour was about 1 p.m., okay? And it said the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth. So he went back, and that was the exact time when Jesus, 20 miles away, yesterday, told him, hey, your son's going to live. And immediately, Jesus did telehealth, right? He called the nurse or whatever, the doctor, and you know what? The doctor healed over the phone. Now, telehealth can't do that, but Jesus can do that. And the Bible says, so at 1 p.m., so I'm going to give you something right here because I want my last point. I got my last point real quick, but he said yesterday. Now, brethren, he was only 15 to 20 miles from home yesterday at 1 p.m. How come he didn't run home? How long does it take you to go to 15 miles? I've run a marathon, that's 26 miles, four hours and 45 minutes. He could have been home the same day, but he chose to get a hotel, to lollygag, to go get a latte. Say, preacher, you mean he didn't care about his son? No, he had peace that Jesus was gonna work it out. Amen. And you know what? That's what we need to do. You need to move, but you don't need to move in fear. You don't need to move. How's oh, it gonna work out? How's oh, it gonna work out? Like my wife's like, we need to change the locks. All the thieves are gonna know that I didn't change my locks because it's on, on on a podcast. 
I said, honey, a thief ain't gonna go through the front door. They'll break a window. Who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna take care? I, I remember Brother Papacito said years ago, this guy was threatening uh, a different work that we had and, and uh, Brother Papacito, I appreciate Brother Papacito. Um, he's the, the church super bouncer. <laughs> Bounce someone right out, but he said, sir, I'll come here after church and basically stand guard at the church. And man, I appreciate that someone would want to do that for God. I do. And I said, brother, what did I say? I said, God's got his work. I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to stay at, I need to stay at home with my AR-15 behind my couch in case the communists come in the backyard. The communists make to the backyard, you got bigger problems than your AR-15, okay? <laughs> but you know what? I have to trust that God's going to take care of my house. That God's going to take care of my daughter. That God's going to take care of my finances. That God's going to take care of my car. But what if? But what if? I'm not going to live in the what if. I'm going to leave it thus saith the word of God. He said, go your way. So what about this happening? I have no guarantees but God. But guess what? God's guarantee is enough. The blood, he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That guarantee is what gives me peace. That guarantee. They took my blood pressure when I went to the, the surgery. And I think it was 117 over 80. And they're like, hey, that's like the best we've had in here today. Because, you know, you're jumps before you and that's 80 you don't want the 80 for your for your diastolic right but you know what uh my blood pressure was good why i credit it if it was at all good i credit it to god because before the surgery god was saying i've got you i've got you you're his church the church isn't the building it's the people amen and god's got you and you know when you believe that he just went his way but he didn't hurry because it was the next day that it took him to go 15 to 20 miles he was living a life of peace. You know that in all the craziness that we're facing, we can choose to move with the peace of God. You know that whatever you're facing, would you just give it to God today and say, God, I'm going to quit wrestling with it in my mind. You know that sometimes we wonder how things are going to work out and God says, you're good. Have you ever done that? Like in a business, you try to go pay and they're like, you're good, which means no charge. Would you receive that? No, I want to pay for something. I want to do something. No. Your money's no good with God. God just wants to do it for you, but will you accept him doing it for you? So but I, I, I'm, that's not, I'm not worthy of that. But are you worthy to, by faith, just receive what God says anyway? And God said, go your way. Your prayer is answered. But have peace in your life. Have joy in your life. Because before you saw it, the answer's already there. The last thing he said Faith moves others to Jesus. The Bible said when he went home, the Bible says he himself believed. He had a faith, and the Bible said, and his whole house. When he got home, he began to recount to them. You know, after God does something in your life, you can tell others, and it becomes more real to them. And they say, your son, he just began to heal yesterday at 1 p.m. And he's like, yeah, that was the same time I talked to Jesus. It was the Dr. Jesus that healed. And they're like, no, really? Yes, really. And they began to talk about what Jesus did and how much did he charge you? He didn't charge me anything. He just said, your son is healed. You mean Jesus did that? And I can imagine hearts beginning to open up. So I need that in my life. And you can see the different relatives saying, God, can you do this for me? Can you do this for him, uh, this person? And the Bible said he himself believed and his whole house.
You see that faith moves others to Jesus, but with heads bowed and eyes closed, when you have a testimony that God did something for you, when you have a testimony that God did something through you, when you have a testimony that God met a need in your life, tell someone because they need to hear it. Because you know what they need? They need more than your testimony. They need their faith to move them to Jesus. So that their life can be unshackled from fear. Unshackled from doubt. Unshackled from hate. Unshackled from guilt. The Bible said he cleanseth all sin. You know that guilt that you have over that thing that you did? Why don't you let Jesus wash that away? And loose that anchor, loose that, that ball and chain. It's a, it's a lie of the devil. Say, preacher, but I committed this sin after I was a Christian. But he says all sin. And he can heal you from all sin. And he can cleanse you from all sin. So that you can go your way. And God will let you go free today. With a message. A message what? I believe the word that Jesus spoke unto me. The reason I'm free, I believe the word that Jesus spoke unto me. What is he saying to you today? What is he asking you to do? Because you see, faith moves. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are a place where you can meet with Jesus. You know, faith will move you to pray. Faith will move you to Jesus. Faith will move you somewhere. Where is faith moving you today? Let's find a place to pray. What do you need to do in your life? And let down those inhibitions. Let down those fears. And let down those needs. If you have a need, why don't you let Jesus answer it today? And then begin to walk by faith. Because the answer is already there. Why? You already asked Jesus. And the miracle's on the way. Brethren, just trust Him today. And set your life moving. Faith moves. Lord, have your way, God. Lord, you come and move. Lord, you come and
Jehovah God, you're wonderful, you're glorious to be praised. All earth shows forth your splendor and your majesty. You are mighty, you are awesome, you are great. Still you lend an ear to my faith is And pray as long as you like. God bless you is our prayer.